pro football jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. I am your host, Josh Allen, alongside my uh, co-host, also Josh Allen. Uh, how you doing? I'm going to take it away from you, and I'm going to sack you, Josh Allen, because my name is Josh Allen, and we're doing a podcast for Pro Football Josh Allens. Yes, that was the, the I mean, the big story of the week. I mean, uh, I, I just can't get, I can't get over it. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, Zach and Josh Allen. Uh, it's just a world where we're we're just all Josh Allen is how I'm feeling. So I didn't realize that happened. What happened? <laughs> if you're watching uh, Red Zone, you didn't get to really understand what happened. I don't think Scott Hansen covered it enough. Yeah, huge story. Um, this guy on the, the Jaguars, his name is Josh Allen, uh, drafted seventh overall. Uh, sack this guy on the bills also his name is josh allen also drafted seventh overall crazy stuff first time the player has sacked a player with the same name as him that is just insane and also jerry hughes missed the team bus yes that is also true that happened five <laughs> years ago but still as relevant as ever oh man but i feel like that honestly uh, you know, kind of encapsulize this week of football because it was just a weird, weird week. I, I, I mean, I guess we'll we might as well start with that game. I mean, obviously the the biggest story of that game is you know Josh Allen on Josh Allen, but also you know one of the biggest upsets of of the year: Jaguars beating the Bills. Uh, what, what do you make of the Bills of this game and just like the AFC in general or the league in general? Folks, we've entered the twilight zone this week. I don't know what to make of this game other than the only thing we could see that is set in stone is how well the Jaguars' defensive line played. Uh, they were lights out all day. While both offenses really couldn't get anything going, You know, Jaguars' defensive line really kicked some butt up front. And I think uh, the Jaguars, congrats to them. They have six field goals on the year now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I it was, this game was so weird, um, and I, I know like just you know a couple weeks ago when we were doing our our power rankings draft, I picked the Bills as my first pick. Uh, so I, and I said they were the most complete team in the NFL, and I don't want to. I'm not completely walking that back, but I, I think I well I might have overrated their offense a little bit because. We've seen kind of flashes of them being the same offense as last year, but they haven't really been that at all. They haven't been nearly as consistent as they were last year. We still see Josh Allen making a few spectacular plays here and there. I mean, this week, not really, but you know, previous to that, they had been doing that. Just, But we, we don't see the consistent production out of anybody. You know, Stefan Diggs has been fairly quiet. I, I just I don't think they're the same explosive offense that we saw last year. Their defense is really they're a defensive team, as weird as it is. And I think they're a good team, but I don't know that they're the powerhouse that we thought they were. Maybe not, and maybe at the same time this is a one off game. This was a really weird game where everybody was missing their cues, dropping passes. Josh Allen was not making great decisions. Not saying he makes great decisions 100% of the time, but he can usually turn a bad decision into a positive play. Uh, just didn't see that at all on Sunday. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously this this game is an outlier, outlier regardless because 
the, uh, obviously the Bills aren't worse than the Jaguars. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> um, but they're, they, I mean, they haven't really been that good on offense all year. I mean, that's that's what my, my point. And not that I, I shouldn't say they haven't been good. Just they haven't been that good. They're like a, they're like a slightly above average offense on the year, I feel like. And that's, you know, far off from what they were last year. They were like a clear top five, top three type offense. So I, it's just a little bit of a slower pace for them. I mean, they don't, they can't run the ball well. And their passing game, like what, what has been great about their passing game? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has been like their top receiver. Yeah, they they were without Dawson Knox. So oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. why they lost. <laughs> that did it. They were without Dawson Knox, and the offense just can't make up its mind between Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. I mean, not that it matters too much because they don't run the ball as much. They're generally a passing team, but you just can't figure out which one's going to get more touches on the day. Yeah, I uh, again, I, I I don't think it's really relevant because you're right. They just don't run the ball. They didn't last year really either, but it didn't matter because their passing game was just so good. And I I don't know that that's carrying over to this year. They're like they're. I'm not worried about them being like good. They're still it's still a good offense, but not not a great one. Yeah, we're just gonna have to see moving forward because we're about to talk about a lot of AFC teams that just have kind of regressed since last season. Uh, do you want to go into the Chiefs? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this Chiefs game. Um, they did win. Um, so that that is good. 13-7 um, to 7 against Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, <laughs> you, what do you think of this one? I mean, it's just, it's really impressive when you're going up against a Jordan Love. You got to squeak one past. <laughs> no, they, there is seriously something wrong with the Chiefs. I've been trying to give them the benefit of the doubt the whole season, but the offense is just so stagnant. And yeah. you can't even point to injuries or anything because Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are generally healthy. You know, everyone's pretty much there. I, I don't know. They're just not moving the ball forward. Yeah, I heard that's important on offense. Uh, Just a little so, bit. Yeah, I I don't I don't know entirely what to, like Patrick Mahomes just isn't playing very well. We kind of, I mean, I feel like we have this conversation every week. What's wrong with the Chiefs? I mean, until they prove otherwise, they're just not a very good football team. So, uh, I think we just gotta wait and see if they can just kind of recapture that magic. I would think that Andy Reid could get him back on track. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is it. I mean, I don't think he's just going to struggle all year, but so far he is. Um, but uh, on the other side, uh, what do you make of Jordan Love's first start? It's a pretty classic first start. You know, sometimes these things are electric and they're awesome, and the guy passes for so many yards, and then you get Jordan Love performances. <laughs> and really, he uh, did most of his I, I don't even know if I want to say the word damage, but he got most of his yardage really late in the game. And up to that point, he struggled. He struggled really hard. Uh, he tried to find Devontae Adams. It just was not a pretty day for Jordan Love. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has to be so had to be so happy watching this. I, I can just imagine him being like giggling to himself about how bad Jordan Love was in this game. Uh I mean, Joe, I, Joe Buck had great. Uh, I, I loved what Joe Buck said. He was like, uh, 
They said coaches fear, always fear blitzing the great ones. And the, the Steve Spagnola is blitzing Jordan Love with no hesitation right now. Yeah, they did bring that up. He's he blitzed what, like over twenty times? Oh yeah. They were they were just I mean, and Jordan Love just didn't know what to do. He's like, wait, wait, this this doesn't seem all fair. They shouldn't be allowed to bring this many guys. I just kept thinking back to when they drafted him, people were like, he's a raw talent. He's a project player. You just hear that about so many guys, and I expected this exact kind of start. Yeah. Yeah, and people compared him to Josh Allen um, when he started. I mean, uh, I I can see some of that. You know, obviously there was some inaccuracy with Josh Allen uh, in his first couple stuff, but I – Josh Allen still made a few plays, and I didn't see really much from Jordan Love. I mean, there were a few good throws, I guess, like one or two, but uh, overall this was this was pretty discouraging if you think Jordan Love's going to be a prospect. <laughs> Obviously, you know, give up on a guy from one bad start, but it's hard to just be like, all right, we're just going to let Aaron Rodgers go next year because Jordan Love's our future. You know, and this is coming from two football team fans who had to cheer on Dwayne Haskins' 170-yard performances all rookie <laughs> season. <laughs> now Jordan Love got 190 yards, so good for him. Yes, just saying. Impressive. All jokes aside, though, uh, the Packers are using AJ Dillon a little bit more. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, uh, that's true. I guess that's the silver lining from this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers will uh, hopefully be back next week, and I, I think they won't really have to deal with Jordan Love the rest of the season. <laughs> I don't know why that's, it's so funny to me. It's next year's problem. <laughs> they are literally just sweeping water under the bridge. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, that's the at least the the uh, Chiefs did. Did get the win. Um, let's let's go to one of the other big upsets of the week: um, the Cowboys against the Broncos. I think we all expected the Cowboys to roll, but boy, did I enjoy when they did not. Yeah, missed throws, dropped passes. I might sound like Phil Sims from Madden talking about this game: bad throw, bad pass, terrible decisions. Uh, the Cowboys just did not play well. And we saw the Broncos and how they kind of looked from weeks one to three. They're just Teddy Bridgewater is not going to put like really flashy numbers up, but he's going to be extremely proficient at his best. He's going to be efficient. He's going to do his job. Let the run game happen. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon almost evenly getting 20 carries a piece. Yeah. They, I mean, it's pretty easy when you just, you know, shut out the other team and just dominate the entire game to give each year guys, you know, that many carries, but uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. The Cowboys were shut out for the most, the majority of this game. They got a couple of garbage time touchdowns, but uh, I did not expect that anybody could do this to the Cowboys defense, especially a Broncos defense that just traded away Von Miller, but maybe I, I don't know what, how, if that just somehow sparked them to become better, but I guess they were motivated to prove they could be a good defense without without him, and they showed it today or on Sunday. I did kind of like imagining like 
a father and son picking this game to go to Cowboys Stadium. Like, they're going to beat the Broncos, and we're going to see a Cowboys win at this stadium. And just to go there and see that kind of performance. I'm sure there were fights in the parking lot. I'm sure it was just horrible for all Dallas fans involved. Yeah, uh, that that does bring a smile to my face. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> sad kids. <laughs> yeah, they don't raise and be Cowboys fans. That's what they, they get. They will inevitably disappoint them. Unlike you know the football team, who never does that. <laughs> I have a happy childhood thanks to the football team. <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, uh, why don't we uh, go over to uh, another marquee matchup in the AFC, uh, Browns-Bengals. This was kind of two middle-of-the-road AFC teams that were kind of fighting to be up there with those contenders. And the Browns, the Browns proved they're still uh, a strong contender in the, in the AFC, and the Bengals kind of proved that they are not quite quite up there uh or at least not what we thought earlier when they were the one seed at the afc the Bengals are just kind of that team um i'm going to talk about another team uh later in the podcast but they just they have a tough time playing from behind more so than most teams do and i think nick chubb carried the ball like 12 times in this game but still put up a monster day it was just that kind of day for the browns and the Bengals just had no answer for it after you know, Joe Mixon carried it in to, I think, make the score 14-7. Just wasn't enough. The Browns' offense just was mauling the Bengals' defense. Definitely didn't expect it to be this much of a blowout. I thought these were two pretty even teams. Uh, it's kind of weird with the Bengals. Like, I feel like for so much of their, you know, the last 20 years for the Bengals, it's been them, you know, getting bullied by the Steelers and the Ravens. Um and, you know, oftentimes being a playoff team that are, are close to a playoff team, but still just whenever they matched up against the Steelers or the Ravens, they would lose. And they were just always seemed like a little brother to those those two teams. And this year they they spanked the Steelers, they spanked the Ravens, uh, and then it, it felt like they had gotten over that hump and they just go out to lose to the Jets and Browns. So just a different different feel for this Bengals team. Um, I, I think they'll be right in there, uh, you know, in that playoff conversation. There are a lot of teams in the AFC that are just kind of in that, you know, five and four, four and five uh, range right now. So I, I think they'll be right there for that, that wild card. I mean, I, I don't rule them out of winning this division. They're not far behind the Ravens and they already beat them once. So, uh, but Everybody in the FC North is very close, uh, so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting who wins this division. But all of them are in contention for that wild card right now. Yeah, I, I think the Bengals can only afford one more of these kind of games out of Joe Burrow for the rest of the season. Joe Burrow on that pick six, he was kind of late to get it to Jamar Chase, and not to say Jamar Chase had a good game at all. I I saw him drop a couple passes that definitely should have been caught. Burrow just looked off this game, and he was doing really well leading up to it. I think he can get back on that role. It's just in terms of this race to the wild card spot, the Bengals have to have one bad Burrow game tops until then. 
Yeah, uh, that's I, I like. I kind of like that take, but you know, didn't struggle in this game. Baker Mayfield, uh, and uh, just so happens that it's the week uh, after Odell leaves the team. So uh, <laughs> I, it's just fueled that fire, and we're never going to see him with Odell again. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't think he's ever playing with Odell again. So I don't think anyone's ever going to get to prove that wrong. I guess Baker could just you know, end up sucking, which I assume there will be a game or two uh, going forward that he will. So uh, I guess that could be evidence of the contrary, but for the most part, Baker and Odell just did not work together at all. (laughs) I mean, it's good now they can use that money they saved on Odell on Donovan Peoples-Jones, a true wide receiver too. (laughs) (laughs) He's quickly becoming like one of my favorite players. And I don't really know why it's just, when there's randomly a big Browns touchdown, it's always Donovan Peoples Jones <laughs> just right. catching a deep bomb, <laughs> and that's the rest you see of him for the rest of the game. True, uh, yeah. I well, I'm I'm my dynasty team might need him if uh, depending on what happens with Odell. I, I, do we want to talk about the Odell situation? It's kind of weird because we're doing recording this on Tuesday, and I'm guessing by the time this is released, uh, Odell will probably have signed with the team. So we don't really know what that's going to be right now, but uh, we can pretend like we do. We can be like uh, pissed off Twitter fans in the comments and just throw out random team names to where he will go. Yeah, true. Uh, I I heard the Packers were his top destination by some report. I heard the Patriots were interested in him. The Seahawks have been talked about. So maybe one of those three teams or one of the other 29. I can tell you the team I don't want him to go to is the Seahawks. They're so obnoxious with stories like this. You know, they're kind of, they kind of did it with Josh Gordon. Yeah. And I see it happening like that. Well, I I feel like it's a little bit disrespectful to compare Odell to Josh Gordon at this point. I mean, Gordon was kind of on the, the back. Now. I don't know that – like, I think Odell's still, like, a good player. I, definitely not, like, a superstar anymore. But. Well – it's not really as much talent as it is the name in the story. Right. You know, like the Seahawks always jump on things like this. Yeah. I mean, so do the Patriots. They're, they're also kind of annoying with the, these types of things. But uh, I think the Patriots actually might be a good fit, though. Um, the Seahawks, I feel like it would not be great because he'd be at best. Well, I mean, yeah, he'd be third in the pecking order. Um I don't want to say at best because he's also at worst. Like, there's no way he's not going to be behind Freddie Swain. So, uh, he'll be third in the peck order. And, uh, I, with Geno Smith, is, well, I, I guess Russ is probably going to be back next game. So, I, I guess that's possible, but it, it'd be sort of weird. I guess it'd be kind of like the Bucks trio with, you know, AB going to the Bucks. Um, so, it's possible, but, uh, it's not, it's not my favorite thing, especially since the Seahawks always want to be like a run-first team. I, I don't know if there's just enough balls to go around for all three of those guys to be happy. Or who knows, the Rams will get them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not a terrible thought. I don't know. I, I don't know if the Rams are interested, but it's uh, he, he'd be, he, he would fit in well there, I think. So I guess I'm so confused on the Odell situation because I just, I've seen so much of him on the Browns that I don't know where a player like him fits. 
Yeah, well, I think just anywhere not with Baker Mayfield is uh, is going to be a step up right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the Patriots would be interesting. I, I guess the Seahawks would be interesting. The Packers would definitely be would def- well, that probably be the best landing spot for him because you know they don't really have anybody outside of Devontae Adams to throw to. So, I, I think that uh, that's also a funny thing to me is like. Devontae Adams and Odell Beckham are both like arguably like the best receiver in the league at one point, and they were both drafted at the at the in the same year, but they like never overlapped like when they were all pros. Like Devontae Adams got good like right after Odell stopped being good. Funny how that works. Well, <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you that that place makes the most sense. If Odell wants to make money, he can come to Washington. Dan Snyder will give him six years for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> we know we know the old story. Yeah, that is probably true. All right, well that's enough Odell talk. When you know tomorrow rolls around and he's signed with like the Falcons Dolphins. or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go to the the Falcons game because they uh, they they showed something even with no. No Calvin Ridley, no problem for Matt Ryan because he is Olamide to Zacchaeus. So, <laughs> and of course Cordell Patterson. You know what they showed is that they're still the Falcons and can blow a lead, <laughs> even with like no time left. Yeah, well, I mean, when Trevor Simeon's your quarterback, like, <laughs> how are you supposed to contain him? So the Saints had a pretty slow start, and I have to say, Trevor Simeon, it wasn't totally his fault for the offensive struggles in the first half. There were some clear-cut dropped passes um, by the Saints. Deontay Harris had a really bad one near the end of the second quarter. Uh, But credit to the Saints for coming back, at least. But um, Cordero Patterson's just that much of a beast. He can just... just Carve your team apart. It's true. Uh, I mean, Cordell Patterson is just having a monster season. It's crazy. <laughs> He's like the Falcons' whole offense right now. I mean, him and Kyle Pitts, I guess. Um, Kyle Pitts didn't really do much that much in this game, but uh, I. It's it's so weird to me that we see Cordell doing this, um, but he looks pretty good. Um, the Saints. I mean, the Saints would be lucky to have Cordell, but he'd be their wide receiver one if he went to the Saints and just played wide receiver for him. So uh, it's it's sort of it's sort of sad when, you know, Kenny Stills is catching <laughs> catching the near game winning touchdown for the Saints. And he was there like eight years ago as their like top receiver. So <laughs> the Saints are a really weird team. They're just so weird in so many ways. <laughs> Uh, it's the, I'm also seeing some reports that Alvin Kamara might be a little dinged up and the Saints brought in three running backs for tryouts. Oh, don't don't tell me that. Don't, don't tell me that, Pat. I need Alvin Kamara. So, you know, going back to this Kenny Stills nostalgia thing, now Mark Ingram, it could just be his backfield like the old days. Uh, well, I, I do also have Mark Ingram, so I guess I guess that's a silver lining for me. Yeah, my, my dynasty team is not... Not looking that great right now, but that's okay. It's it's set up for the future. Brandon Ayuk did something this week. He did, he did, and very happy for Brandon Ayuk. I I dropped him in a league, 
out of spite. Yeah. And there he goes. What a, what, a, what a terrible decision. How could you drop Brandon Ayuk? Um, that was a terrible decision. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that game was, I guess, interesting. Uh, Colt McCoy led the Cardinals to a win, I guess. Enjoy more James Conner and just the running game. But uh, the Cardinals kept it going even without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the 49ers are just not a very good team. Efficient quarterback play from Colt McCoy. I was so happy to see him get the win. He's he's an awesome guy. Always been a fan of him since he's been playing for the formerly uh, Washington Racists. He was great. <laughs> He was great in that Monday night football game against Dallas. I've liked him ever since. Happy he got the win. James Conner's a beast. Yeah, the 49ers, <laughs> we had so much hope for this team. And it's just, I don't know what to make of them at this point. There are a lot of like individually talented players, but they just they can't tie it together. They, they have Josh Norman as a starting cornerback. Yeah. That's uh, that's always a problem. You know your team is not doing well when Josh Norman has to be like an every week starter for you. So yeah, their their defense just isn't. Uh, you know they don't have a lot of talent on defense right now. Obviously they have they have Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, but that's pretty much it. And we were expecting them to be a really complete defense and complete team, um, but they've had some injuries and they're just not don't have as much talent to cover up them. They they haven't had like the injury luck that they had last year, but they also just don't have as much talent. And Jimmy G is just not, not fun to watch. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm out of excuses for this team and why they're three and six. They they're just not good. Not as good as we thought. Al Michaels had a really good joke on Sunday night football when they were talking about Josh Allen. He was just like you won't see that happen with Jaquaski Tart. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Forty Niners are not good. Yeah, not uh not their best season. Um, Kyle Shanahan needs to go go back to the drawing board here. Um, all right, let's uh, move on to the uh, let's go to Chargers Eagles. Um, this was kind of a fun game. Um, Justin Herbert had a pretty had himself a pretty good game. Uh, Brandon Staley almost kicked the field goal in this one. He he you know tried to get him on the hard count on the fourth and one, <laughs> and they were gonna. And, and I thought they were, and then they called timeout. Thought they were just gonna run out the field goal unit, but now offense came right back out there, went for it, got the touchdown. Justin Herbert looked so good in this game, like he looked just. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't say flawless, but he was just making great decisions, almost yeah, I mean, effortlessly I mean, moving the the ball. Yeah, that's and that's what you love to see from Justin Herbert. Need one of these games after two kind of lackluster games, um, lackluster to bad games, I would say. Um, and he played. I think prior to those two games, he had been you know near flawless in, in most of his games that he had played. So, uh, I mean, he's he's been great all year other than, you know, a slight uh, hiccup the past, uh, you know, the, in the past couple games. But this week it was good to see him bounce back. Um, and, you know, Chargers offense still dangerous. 
Um, not not the most encouraging when you know you're giving up. You know you're beating the Eagles by three. It's not all that impressive. Their defense is still not great. But hey, when you got Dustin Herbert, you'll have a chance in every game. Are you worried about Mike Williams? No, I. I mean, look, I think that the pace Mike Williams was on earlier in the year was was clearly not sustainable. Um, I liked him as like a sleeper because this Chargers offense is explosive and he's the big play threat. So he will have those blow-up weeks. I mean, that's still going to happen. I, I think he's going to have several more weeks where he just goes off for huge yardage, but he's not going to be the consistent you know presence that Keenan Allen is. So I, I think he's fine for what they're asking him to do. He he has he had a couple of drops in this game that you know, weren't great, but I'm I'm not worried about him long term. Yeah, some folks were speculating if his knee injury is a little worse than they're implying over there at the Chargers, but maybe he can have uh, some some late season fantasy production. Yeah, I think he will. He's just not going to be the he's not going to be a super consistent player because just of what his role is on this team. Um, and, and just the type of player he is. Like I, I said, he was kind of in a similar position to like Calvin Ridley and Chris Godwin, but he's just, he's not as good as those players. He's, he's a good player for sure, but he's not as good as them where he's going to just develop into this wide receiver one. He's a really good wide receiver too, I would say. Fair enough. I guess on the Eagles side, we have to talk about them a little bit. Congratulations to Vontae Smith. Second <laughs> second touchdown of the season. I'm sure all of his fantasy owners started him. That's a joke. <laughs> hey, Jordan Howard leading the backfield. Jordan it's Howard, his, it's the his reemergence. It's, it's Jordan Howard's backfield. <laughs> He's back, man. He had unfinished business. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's like super young still. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Uh, he's I I think he's like twenty. He's twenty seven. Thought he was twenty six, but I, I mean, well, why not give give it to him? him give the backfield to him. Miles Sanders sucks. You don't need to bring bring him back as the starter when he when he's healthy. Just keep giving it to Jordan Howard. It's like a new coaching staff. Howie Roseman doesn't care. He's like, let's bring back Jordan Howard. Uh, okay. He's a beast. Well, yeah, that's the only good thing about the Eagles, Jordan Howard. So uh, <laughs> let's let's move on from this game. A big one, I think, uh, another overtime game between the Vikings and the Ravens. Um, Ravens' third overtime game of the season. Uh, Vikings, I believe, their second. Um, and uh, no surprise of uh, who came out. Uh, of the close game between the Ravens and the Vikings. Like uh, the Ravens have been winning close games all year. The Vikings, not so much. They've been playing close games in literally every game they've played other than the, the one, I think they, their, their only game that they, that was not a one possession game they played this year was against the Seahawks and every other game they've played this year has been a one possession game. The Vikings just put the foot on the gas pedal and they're like, yeah, we did it. And then they come to a stoplight and they're like, all right, let's take a break for a second. And then just other teams catch up. And before you know it, it's tied. You turn away for five minutes, a Vikings lead turns into a tie. It's happened so many times this season. It's like, do you just start predicting every single score for the Vikings 34 31? 
<laughs> yeah, it seems seems about right. The uh, if the Vikings like stop stop at a gas station, like ah, we can you know take a bathroom break. Ah, let's let's stop for some food. Um, you know, let's take a nap, and then uh, by then it's too late, and then they're like, oh wait, this last drive, we gotta we gotta score, and then they yeah. do it. They did it on that last drive. They <laughs> scored and tied it up, sent it to overtime. They're like, all right, thank God, we we went to overtime. Good job, guys. And then they lost. They even got the got the interception in overtime. All they had to do was get like twenty yards, and they couldn't do it. They literally are Mister Bean from Rat Race. They're <laughs> they're winning the whole thing, and then they fall asleep with the key in the box. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. One thing I also have to say about the Vikings when I was watching this game, I was just like. Holy hell, Anthony Barr has been playing for this team since I was a freshman in college nine years ago. Like, Anthony yeah. Barr has just always been there. I, I don't know why that just, like, popped up in my head for that particular game. It's just like, wow, he is such a long-tenured Viking. Yeah, I feel like the Vikings always have, like, defensive guys that stay there forever. Like, uh, Eric Kendricks, too, has been there, I think, was drafted the year right after uh, Anthony Barr, and they've just been kind of stalwarts there as linebackers. And uh, I, I mean, Harrison Smith has been there even longer. I mean, uh, they, they, I feel like they, they've had, they always have like guys like that and stay there forever. Yeah, he's just like a really nostalgic player for me because he and RG three were on the subway promo. For like so long, their rookie <laughs> seasons. <laughs> so, you know, only one of them survived the subway subway curse. I don't know. Getting so off track. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I guess subway will not be sponsoring us anytime soon. So, not that we want them to, because I mean, subway sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I guess. Uh, Lamar Jackson, would you say he's having an MVP kind of season based on just like his what he's doing? Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely in that conversation. I don't think there's anybody that's running away with MVP right now. Um, I think there are a lot of guys kind of in that race, and Lamar Jackson for sure is one of them. I mean, he he might be at the top just because there hasn't been anybody having, you know, a sensational season. Uh, maybe, maybe Tom Brady is ahead of him. I don't know. We're, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think Lamar is having a, a, an outstanding season, and if the Ravens keep winning like this, I, I can't help but feel the Ravens have been a little lucky with some of these games, but <laughs> they keep winning close games, so I guess hats off to them. They, yeah, I guess Hollywood Browns kind of emerging. Rashad yeah. Bateman slowly, uh, they're getting better each week, but I, I have to agree they are getting lucky. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, like, Lamar's been great. Uh, Marquise Brown has been great. Um, they still, I mean, their defense hasn't been, like, very consistent. They're, I mean, in this one, you know, they allow 31 points. They, Vikings did get a kickoff return for a touchdown, so I, I guess that's something. And their their defense has gotten better, I think. Um, but I think that still needs to shore up. Their running game is getting a little better as well. But, you know, Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman leading their rushing attack is an ideal. But 
guess when you have Lamar Jackson running the ball, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess not. Team's leading rusher. Well, yeah. I mean, he was their he was their leading rusher even when they had good running backs. So, was, I feel like that's just inevitable. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I think the Ravens might be the the favorite in the AFC right now. Um, but another team that deserves consideration, uh, I mean, is Tennessee Titans. They go out, and I feel like they are just that team that just keeps getting impressive wins, and we keep doubting them, but they keep keep performing. So. They beat the Rams on Sunday night football. Um, Matthew Stafford did, did not have a great game. Uh, what do you what do you make of this one, Pat? I want to say I took the Titans in our power rankings draft, um, and I, I feel like I did for this kind of reason because they win these games where everyone says they can't, um, and and you can always. Go back to the Derrick Henry headline. They're without it. Uh, they're just kind of that team that can win tough games no matter what. And it was not spectacularly impressive on offense, actually. It was more so the Rams' mistakes and inefficiency on offense. The Rams, to me, and from what they've shown, they just cannot play from behind. They can't play from behind. They're not resilient. Sean McVay gets in his head about play calling. You know, they had just a tiny bit of success on going back to what they'd run with Jared Goff last season. But then they just started running it constantly because they had success on one play. And when Matt Stafford rolled out, eventually just defenders waited and charged him. And it was just, you know, it it looked like their Super Bowl against the Patriots, nothing happening on offense. Yeah, that's a, that's a bold take. I, I can't. I mean, this this game was hard to watch for the Rams. I it was. I mean, the the Titans weren't weren't doing that much on offense. I think they had like two hundred and something yards of offense. Uh, it it was not. It wasn't like they were lighting up the scoreboard with uh, with Derrick Henry out. But uh, they the Rams just you know had those two early picks. The the one that went down to the one and led to a Titans touchdown, and then. A pick six right after that, and then that was pretty much the game. I the, there was the Rams. Rams just never got back into it. But I do want to give credit to the Titans defense. Like they have played so much better these past few weeks. Um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons had himself a, a great football game. Al Michaels uh, could not get over it. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, that he, I mean, he's been like so good since he since he got there, um, and you know Kevin Byer has always been an underrated safety. So and they're starting to have guys like Harold Landry's finally you know come into his own this season. Um, so they're having guys develop. They're they're playing what they they kind of went into the year and people looked at them as a pushover defense, and they kind of started the year as that. The Cardinals just wrecked him in week one and then they, they didn't they, they struggled for a few weeks after that but these past few weeks they they shut down the chiefs i know that doesn't look as impressive anymore but still that they were really the first team i mean holding the chiefs to three points is impressive no matter how much they're struggling so and doing it again this week against the rams uh i, I think you got to look at that defense a little differently now yeah and the rams got to cut back on penalties yeah, quite yeah. a few. 
for sure. Uh, this this was a definitely a bad game by the Rams. No, no, no matter which way you slice it. I mean, turnovers, penalties, uh, just couldn't get much going. Uh, so I, I think the Rams will be fine. Um, but still, I, I still don't. I think the Titans do deserve some credit here. Absolutely, I just can't say enough. The Titans are that team that can go toe to toe with anybody anytime. Yeah, uh, agreed. All right. Um, are there any of these other games that we want to talk about? I mean, there's obviously the the best game of the week: Texans Dolphins. Um, pretty important game. Um, there were nine turnovers in that game. So that's something. <laughs> you're trying you're trying so hard to keep a straight face for that. <laughs> uh, well, hats off to Jacoby Brissett. He didn't have much notice that he'd be the starting quarterback. Tua was marked out uh, a couple hours prior to the game. And Jacoby came in, got the dub. Yeah, it was against the Texans, but it's hard to win in the NFL. So good for Jacoby. He's gotten a few tough breaks this season. Good for him to get a dub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good, good work. <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. <laughs> tough, uh, tough first game back for Tyrone. I thought thought this was one one chance to you know get a win for the Texans. But I guess he got it week one, so... That's fine for the year. That's enough. Guess guess Dex's not winning anymore. I love that they've found finally Jarvis Landry's replacement in Jalen Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ten catches for eighty yards. Yeah. This is a guy who was known as like a deep threat in college. <laughs> Just uh bring back that Adam Gase offense. That's this is what we need. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, not, not much else on that game. Um, you know, Patriots, uh, Panthers was pretty much just as ugly. Um, I think, uh, Sam Darnold's days might be numbered as the, the Panthers quarterback. He will be out for a bit, uh, as he's getting surgery on his shoulder. I think I read before our podcast. Yeah. Um, I think that's a bit of collusion just to keep him out so that PJ Walker can play. Yeah. The, Pat Rule went to like the team doctors and were like, <laughs> just just do surgery. Do what you can. Change, change his arm. <laughs> oh, man. That was a rough game to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been a rough, rough few games to watch for uh, Sam Darnold and – I'm not really expecting PJ Walker to be much better, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, the The Panthers are a long way from when they started three now. I think everybody's. I'm, I should have saved this for overreactions, but everybody's cheering for them to sign Cam at this point. I'm like, why not give them a Josh McCown reunion? You know, <laughs> get Josh McCown. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, if is Josh like how old is Josh McCown now? I guess he's like about 55. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it can't can't be much worse. So, uh, I, I'm not gonna say it's a bad idea. All right, what about the the Raiders Giants? This one was a little bit of a surprise. I guess I did pick the Giants, so I did get the little wolf pick on this one. So, um. But still, I, I didn't. 
I thought the Raiders would score a little more than 16 points in this one. They struggled a little bit. Uh, I think it was a good hunch to have the Giants in this one. I don't know why I didn't take the Giants. I I don't have much to say other than, you know, I think it's, Josh Jacobs went out this game. Uh, Kenyon Drake got a little more involved in the passing game, but Derek Carr was having a lot of trouble getting the ball down the field past 15 yards. Uh, if he even attempted that far, um, you know, maybe next week, Deshaun Jackson coming in might help stretch the field a little bit. They just need to, it, it was just a classic Raiders can't get the ball down the field game. So they panic. Yeah. I mean, this has been a rough season for the Raiders. Let's be real. Uh, I mean, the, you know, first the John Gruden stuff and, you know, Henry Ruggs and, you know, this week David Arnett is released that with all his issues, uh, this is, this is just a, a rough year. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's the things are piling up where it's just going to be too much to overcome. Well, for them to have the record they do right now, hats off to them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, Derek Carr has happened himself a great season. Um, but I just feel it's going to get, get overlooked because of all this surrounding stuff. And I just, I just don't see them keeping it up. I, I don't know that Todd Jackson's going to fix all their issues. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's almost uh what's going to happen next with this team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this could be looking for a full rebuild next year. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll bounce back. Um, I mean, they're still, you know, right in the thick of things. They they have a, a really good record. I mean, they're. Uh, I think they're still, you know, first place in the, or I guess they're tied with the the Chargers. So that they're Chargers have the tiebreaker, but they're, you know, right. They they could win the division, but it's uh, I, I just don't see it happening. But well, it's right there for the taking. All right. Um, yeah, just third, nothing to say about the Giants. I really have nothing uh, yeah. to say about this team. I mean, yeah, but the Giants, like, I think they're they're not like terrible, but they're they're not going to do anything. Let's be real. Um, I guess the the rest of the season is just figuring out if Daniel Jones deserves another year or not, which I think they'll probably earn himself one more year. He's played fairly well for the first first half of the season. At least better than we expected. Uh, Thursday night football: Jets, Colts. Um, you know the the Mike White story ended after <laughs> the second drive because he hurt his hand or his wrist or whatever it was. You got to be careful when you hype up those stories. You yeah, be extremely careful if you put in all your free agency budget or you're just extremely excited. You just got to be careful. Yeah. Seen it happen too many times. Yeah, um, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor's just a beast. That's what I took away from that game. Um, love, love Jonathan Taylor. Um, and, you know, Naeem Himes was running all over the Jets as well. So, not <laughs> pretty bad game for the Jets defense. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, this Jets defense is clearly the worst in football. They had kind of proved me wrong for the first few games, but. And now they're kind of looking like the worst defense in football again. So 
could could be a rough go for the. I mean, it's been a rough go for the Jets for the past few years. So <laughs> nothing new for Jets fans. <laughs> nothing new. Uh, I have nothing to add to what you just said. I agree with everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's move on from that game. All right. Last game I think to talk about um, the uh, Monday Night Football game. Uh, Bears. Steelers, um, anything you want to say about this game? <laughs> well, you know how I feel about it because I was texting you, why the hell do we have to have this game on national television? I will say, though, we did get a look into how Bears practices go. They say, hey, guys, all right, make sure you line up a yard past the line of scrimmage just <laughs> to get a jump on them. <laughs> The Bears don't yeah. know how to line up on sides, and it, it's a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one takeaway from this game. Um, mine was really that I, I could not believe that the Steelers fans still chant Heath when Pat Barnes <laughs> with his catching passes. Like, what? Come on, guys. Like, I know I know, we milk jokes in our, our friend group and sometimes on this podcast, but, like, this joke was not even that funny to begin with. Like, it's just, uh, you did it the year after Jesse James. Like, you could have done it, like, the first game where Jesse James started when he, after Heath Miller retired, and then that would have been fine. That that would have been good enough to give, give people a little chuckle, but then they just kept doing it that entire year, and now it's six years later, and they're still still doing it. It's getting weird. It's getting really <laughs> weird. they it's weird. Stop it. Like we're because gonna, you, you, gonna be, your team's not that good. That's the thing. It, we're going to be thirty years from now, and people's kids are going to be chanting Heath when the tight end catches the ball. And they're like, "Who the fuck is Heath?" <laughs> <laughs> well, son, he was this tight end that was good on the Steelers for about four years. <laughs> um, I guess another takeaway is it's Ben should just retire right now. Ben, if you're listening to this, just retire. I hate watching you play. It's hard to watch. And I, I'm worried for your safety. Every time <laughs> Ben gets hit, every time he gets hit, he's like he takes like a couple seconds to take a deep breath on the ground. Like, oh yeah. God, give my body take this anymore. Like <laughs> and then that that ball that um they said he was trying to tuck back in, but it just slipped out. Yeah. And rolled incomplete. Like stuff like that. Just stop. Hang it up. Just hang it <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, and yet somehow the Steelers are still five and three and right in the thick of things in the in the AFC. Dude, Same their team is the not Bills. fun to watch. Like no, they, I this totally poor agree. Najee Harris. They, they use Najee Harris so much. He does like everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that the Steelers just don't care about overusing their running backs. They're just like, yeah, we'll just give it to him every he'll just be on the field every play and we don't care about resting our running backs that's that's not a thing we do here in pittsburgh hey by the way you want to coach <laughs> oh god that, i yeah i i i guess it was a, a solid game by justin fields i i didn't expect them to be able to put up this many points i mean they did get that you know fumble return for a touchdown like punt uh but still it was nice to see him go down on the last drive to take the lead um i, I thought that was a, 
encouraging drive if you're a Justin Fields supporter. Yeah, and you really got to see him grow as a quarterback by drawing the opposing defense off sides. Yeah, yeah, that was the next step he needed to take was <laughs> learning the hard count. Oh, this game, Monday night football games. Can't yeah. do it. Can't yeah, do I, it. I, well, I, oh, this would have been a perfect Manicast game. At this point, they didn't have it on for, for this one. God, like it. It's just impressive how bad this this whole Monday night football is this year. Yeah. The schedule, the the broadcast, (laughs) like they don't even talk about football anymore. They just Yeah. They just talk about little stories and like anecdotes with the players. Yeah, it's sort of weird. And like I feel like they're like kind of competing with the the, their own network in the Manicast. Like it's it's such a weird dynamic. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they're, I feel like maybe that's their purpose is like, we're just going to put bad games so that the Manning cast can just talk about stuff that's not football. And then we can do the same on the actual broadcast. And that's, that's what they're going for. They bring up like the most random facts. It'll be like, and Darnell Mooney with a 30 yard catch. One time when he was seven years old, he played piano. And then they go off into like a 15-minute segment about Darnell Mooney. Hey, I mean, let's never forget, you know, John Green talking about Jonathan Stewart. (laughs) They call him the music man. (laughs) Also, another Gruden quote I'm thinking about right now. I call it the turkey hole. Don't ask me why. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Anyway. A lot of a lot of great Gruden moments on uh, Monday Night Football. Unfortunately, uh, did not translate to a good coaching career. And, Who knows? Uh, we might get some out of Brian Greasy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all the games. So let's uh, go into our overreactions. Uh, I feel like we already had a bunch of overreactions on the uh, pod, but. Uh, you got your official one, Pep? Yes, I do. Um, so this week, obviously very weird. And we entered the twilight zone. And it wasn't fun. So my advice to everybody out there, minus the hard facts that are injuries and what players will be in and out, delete this week from your memory. Delete it. This week never <laughs> happened. Use every other week for your analysis and things like that this week never happened. Very weird. Agreed. And you should also delete it from our fantasy schedules and not count this week at all in fantasy. So uh, that's deleted from all our fantasy records. Done. What happened? <laughs> uh, all right. My overreaction is that uh, I think uh, the, the Patriots are just going to be the ones in the AFC. I mean, we're we're just getting to that point again where you know it's just it's just Patriots and Steelers again their their teams aren't that good but just nobody else can hold on to be a good team so they're just going to be the ones that are left there and the the Patriots are somehow going to get there all we're asking for at this point is some form of consistency from an AFC team (laughs) some semblance of it and I agree the Patriots are the only team that can show that (laughs) <laughs> yeah 
I, that, I that's what I'm seeing. Uh, I think the Patriots, like, you know, they're not going to be flashy. They're not going to wow you with some sort of crazy offense, but they're consistent. They go out there and play pretty well every week. Yeah, Mac Jones not putting up flashy numbers, but he's like a Teddy Bridgewater almost. Except yeah. Mac Jones knows how to twist opposing players' ankles. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think right now he's like a he's like a Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, you know he's a rookie, so your hope is if you're a Patriots fan that he can develop into being a little bit better than that. But right now, you'll take that, um, especially when you have a good coaching staff. You have a pretty good team around him. I think they're starting to show that they're they are pretty good I, that's what i thought the roster was really good going into the season and now uh it's starting to come to fruition so that's my overreaction um you can hate me if you want i don't care but please still listen to our podcast because we only have like 10 people listen anyway so all right uh i think that's it for this week um pretty good pod i think um just remember josh allen sack josh allen uh, that when you delete this week from your memory, just still remember that because that is the important thing. Thank you, Josh Allen. All right, we will see you next time, hopefully. Pro Football Jokes Make It Uncomfortable. <laughs>